Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Tab. We're your hosts, Tisha and Brandon. And, well, Tisha, it's been a very exciting week. Sorry. That was very enthusiastic. <laughs> I'm trying. Just, <laughs> sorry. Woo, yeah, it's been such an exciting week. And <laughs> it's been a stressful week. It's been it's been really stressful. Um, I have tried to stay away from the um, election coverage as much as possible as possible because it was just too stressful for me. So that's probably probably pretty much the main topic for tonight. Uh, we do have a couple other little topics to talk about, but the first one will probably be the results of the U.S. election. So if you are hopefully aware. Um, the election was, happened, called, today. was called today, uh, yeah. but it did, the voting did kind of end last Tuesday, right? Yes. Uh, they were still counting uh, mail-in ballots uh, as of the next couple of days, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, it was called today, like you just said. Yeah. Right? And in favor of? Dun, 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 dun. Biden, Harris. Yay. I was so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. When I saw that they had called the race for him, I was sitting on the sofa and I jumped up and I was like, he did it. He did it. And Brandon's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm trying to show him my phone. And he's like, what? I can't see. I can't what see. are you talking you're, about? You're and your phone too much. <laughs> and I was like, he did it. And then I sat down on the sofa and it just kind of sunk in. Like the relief of all the, you know, the stress this week and the last few months and the last four years, it just like it, it sunk in and it hit me and it was just like overwhelmingly emotional. And I just started crying and Brandon's like, are you crying? Like <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. And I, he knows I'm the most, I, I cry about everything, but like, it was just so emotional. It was just so like I, you can exhale, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I can breathe now. You know, it, it was just such an emotional thing. And to top it off, it's, you know, not only did we elect Joe Biden to office, but um, Kamala Harris is coming along with him. And, you know, that's a, that's a monumental. That's a big step. It's, it's huge, right? It's, the first woman VP, but not only the first woman VP, but like the first woman of color uh -huh. VP. And it's huge. And I told Brandon, if I start crying in this podcast, when we're talking about this tonight, just to pick up and let me do my cry because it's, it's really emotional. It's a, it's a big step for our country. It's definitely a step in the right direction. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, you certainly have been excited all day. Trust <laughs> excited me. Excited and I crying and excited and crying. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. I've been with you all day. Oh, well, except when I wanted to get groceries, but I've yeah. been with you all day. And yeah, you've been excited all day. For sure. <laughs> I am. And I know that the, the country's excited. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's beyond words at this point. It's just a lot of I've been singing celebrate <laughs> by, <laughs> or celebration or was it celebrate or celebration, celebration by cool by again. Cool yeah. Yeah. All day long. I've just been like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, earlier this week, it looked like maybe it wasn't going to happen. It was and, close. And we were, I was sitting there trying to mentally prepare myself for another four years of a Trump administration and what that was going to do mentally and emotionally 
to our country and to the world because the world's been watching. It's just like the United States is a fishbowl and we've all just been watching the circus go on, Mm -hmm. right? And it's just trying to wrap my head around that this week that that may be, you know, what's going to happen. And the last few days seeing... Biden and Harris's numbers creep up there in key battleground states. It was just really exciting. And I'd, I'd check every morning. And I'd be like, oh, my goodness. You know, they're up another 3,000 yeah. <laughs> votes. You know, they could pull it out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is super exciting. And then when I went to bed last night, I was just like, oh, someone, please just, just call these states. What's taking so long? And I know I am so super appreciative of all of these workers who are sitting there all all week long counting votes and trying to make sure that we can have a fair election. And I am so appreciative of all these people who have worked so hard to get this done. Um, but yeah, it was a stressful week for everybody, I think. But I'm so happy about the outcome. Yeah. You know, it's just... I, it's been a great outcome. Oh, it's, it's such a good outcome. I am so happy. And on the same note, I'm cautious about what the next few months are going to be because I know that Donald Trump is refusing to concede. And um, I know he's going to leave the White House kicking and screaming. And I know mm-hmm. it's going to be the next few months are going to be probably pretty crazy in the United States. And then and then after that, you know, the country is so divided and Joe is going into office recognizing that he recognizes that the country's divided and that a lot has to be done on both sides to bring everybody together. Because right now I'm just, it worries me how divided we are. And I think that came, I think we've known that we've been so divided and you can see that in every presidential election, but this this has probably been the most this, I've ever seen it. Yeah, this election and then this last four years just shows you how how big the divide is, how deep it is, and it's going to be a lot, a lot to try to to heal and um, to move forward and to um, bring together. And on top of that, you know, the Biden administration is going to have to deal with climate change and all the things that Trump's administration refused, refused to acknowledge abandoned. and yeah and deal with so Biden's going to have to come in and his team is going to have to work so much harder than they should have to be working because Trump's administration refused to deal with it so it's an uphill battle but thankfully we have the right person in there fighting that battle for us so I'm so excited Mm -hmm. and i know like we have a lot of friends that are photographers and who have big online presences and they don't want to like they don't they don't want to voice their political opinion and they you know they kind of steer clear of it and that's fine i mean whatever i have no problem voicing my political opinion i mean if you're gonna stop following me online on instagram or twitter because i voice my political opinion probably shouldn't be following me in the first place you know whatever but i've seen a lot of people complaining today also about all the politics and yeah it's it's been tiring and frustrating it's been overwhelming for the past week 
past couple months now, I think. It is. It's overwhelming, and we're all fatigued from it. But it's a fight that has to be fought. Mm -hmm. You can't, I mean, what's the saying? If you don't stand for something, you stand for nothing. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you have to fight that battle. But anyway, what are your thoughts on the election? I'm like rambling and rambling because I'm so excited and I'm like, yeah. Well, I find it very interesting that pretty much by, like the voting ended a Tuesday and by Wednesday, I think maybe Thursday, everybody was, had their gaze fixed on Nevada, right? Because Biden had 264 um, right votes from the electoral college and Nevada had the last six that he needed to get 270 to win the presidency. And it's funny, just out of the blue, Nevada made no difference because it was Pennsylvania that, you know, flipped the switch. Right. And And then Georgia and Georgia. And then that just crushed Mm -hmm. everything. Right. Right. And then lo and behold, out of the blue, Nevada switched too. I think Nevada. No, no, no. Nevada was projected to go to Joe, it's just yeah. been slowly, but they finally in. it finally popped up, right? So, you know, Nevada, everyone was kind of seeing it coming, but Pennsylvania and Georgia mm-hmm. just out of the blue came out of nowhere and gave him the the win. Well, so now the know, the president yeah. elect is uh, uh, Joe, Joe Biden, Biden, and vice yeah. president presidency goes to Kamala Harris. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and I think you know. Trump's trying to claim, oh, you know, voter fraud, you know, mail-in ballot fraud, blah, 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 and all this stuff. But he's been trying to do this for months. He's been preparing because he knew this was going to happen. He knew that the pandemic was keeping people from voting in person. And he knew that historically mail-in ballots lean more towards the Democrat side than they do the Republican side. And when so many people voted mail-in ballot and you know he knew this was going to happen that's why he threw a big fit months ago and was was trying to um stop people from doing mail-in ballots and telling them oh your vote's going to get lost it's not safe and you know all this stuff he was he's been trying to throw a wrench into it because he knew like i mean you can't sew this much Division, like so, this much hatred, discord, and then expect to have a landslide victory. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. Um, It wasn't really a landslide victory for either candidate. I mean, yeah, Joe Biden has won the Electoral College and he's won the popular vote. But he has a lot to do Mm -hmm. for a lot of people that don't like his politics. But I feel like he's going in with that, like, mm-hmm. mentality that, you know, I know that we he's don't see eye to eye, but I'm still, I'm going to be your president. I'm still going to fight for you, regardless of who you voted for, or, you know, what party your affiliation is, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big difference between him and Trump. It's Trump is, it's all, if you're not a Republican, you're not worth my time mm-hmm. kind of person. And even then... Sometimes I kind of wonder if right. you're not with him, whether you're a Republican right. it or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And, unless you're, you're worth my time. yeah, unless you are um, going to feed into his ego and make him feel like the grandest person alive, he doesn't like you. Yeah. <laughs> Period. <laughs> that doesn't make a good president. But yeah, 
I'm sorry. I'm talking too much again about it. I'm so excited. That's okay. (laughs) This is the the moment you've been waiting for. Yes. Right? You've been waiting for this for not days, not weeks. You've been waiting for this more than months, years, Mm -hmm. right? Four years. Ever since he got into office, you knew this was going to be bad. Mm -hmm. And it was bad. Yeah. Right? It was bad. So... I didn't have it. We didn't have anybody from last week step up and tell us what good he had done. So, yeah, you know, if that speaks to anything, like mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody decided to say, hey, over here, he did this or that or whatever. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm just so relieved that we're going to have a decent person running the country come mm-hmm. January. Like, so much relief. Like, you don't have to wonder is the crazy president going to go off on some weird Twitter tangent today? Or like, yeah. is he going to like, you know, I don't know. Someone who's a bit more eloquent in how he speaks oh, and what he more. says, yeah. uh, knowing that his message carries a lot of weight. So I, I think has, that's, that's yeah, important sorry. as a, as a, as a president, as a leader to mm-hmm. be able to say that kind of stuff and know that anything, no matter how small he says it, or no matter how small it is, um, it's going to carry a ton of weight for a lot of people and it's going to be mm-hmm. dissected by a lot of people. So yeah. as the leader of probably the most powerful country in the world, you have to be careful with kind of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Joe Biden has pretty much spent his adult life in some sort of political leadership role. Mm-hmm. So he knows what he's doing. I completely trust him to run the country. (laughs) You know, I know that he knows what it takes every day to run the country. Trump didn't know that. And it was evident Mm -hmm. every day that he didn't know that, that he was just, he was flailing. Like he, he just didn't know what he was doing. And, you know, when you're that type of person that you're in a situation and you're in over your head, which is what he was. You know, that's how you start behaving mm-hmm. defensively and erratically. And it, it just wasn't good for the U.S. It hasn't been good for the U.S. So <sighs> I, I feel like I can, I can breathe. Okay. It's like very nice. But anyway, I don't want to take up the whole podcast today on the U.S. election. We are very, 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 I'm very, very, very happy about the outcome. I am cautious about what the next few months are going to bring i'm sure it's going to be i'm sure it's going to be a mess but it's It's going to be a lot of uphill stuff and yeah things that maybe we're not prepared to see or have ever seen before in our lifetime but hopefully we'll get through all of it yeah awesome so moving on to our next topic let's try (laughs) to get off the election for a little bit so um (laughs) we've been watching a lot of stuff on youtube now now and again yeah, well, every and day. we have, <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have certain shows that we like to watch mm-hmm. uh, for different reasons. Right. Uh, for myself, uh, one of the uh, persons I like to watch is um, a former photographer. He still does a lot of photography on the side for himself. Uh, his name is Daniel Milner, mm-hmm. and he's uh, spoken a lot about photojournalism, which really kind of for me rings you know, rings a lot of bells because I, I enjoy that kind of photography. Mm-hmm. I love that style. And he's talked about, um, a lot about printing and, and the value of printing your photographs, right? 
most of the time right now, because we live in a digital age, we, we take all these photographs and we just post them on Instagram. We mm. post them on the websites, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, wherever you have them, but we don't print them. I mean, some people do. And I think when you, you print your photographs, you see the value in it and you start culling your photographs a lot more. And there's, yeah. there's definitely value in, in that kind of, um, that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, he also suggests, um, printing them into a book, um, like a photo album almost. And, and that really teaches you, um, how to color your photos and, um, pick truly what is the best photo of, of your, of your batch, right? You can come out with, you know, these memory cards have so much space in them. You can come up with thousands of photos and a lot of them may be just the same image over and over again. But now he's teaching you the value of just, you know, taking those couple thousand photos and bringing them down to 20. Oh, yeah. I do that. Yeah. I'm that person. I'm too OCD to have a computer full of photos that I didn't like this year. Why do you think I'm going to like them 10 years from now? I always cull through my photos. That's like one of the first things I do with them. I can't stand to have photos that I don't like because a lot of times we'll go out and we'll have a scene and we want to make sure we capture that scene. So we take 10 photos of the I'm same, very guilty of that. Of the same shot just to make sure, okay, got to make sure I got it. And then we list, like, well, I say we, I don't. <laughs> but people in general, they just load them up to Lightroom or whatever else, other catalog they use for their photos. And they just sit there forever and ever and ever taking up space. And, oh, that drives me crazy. So, so yeah. you can't see me, but my hand is up yeah, in the air because the I air. am guilty of that. <laughs> I will I will fully admit I will take maybe 10 to 15 photos. Okay, maybe a little bit more. Tisha's got a big <laughs> smile on her face. Says, yeah, yep, keep counting up, keep yep. counting up. Uh, I have a bunch of photos, maybe all of the same scene, and each one's slightly different, maybe a, a bit of a different angle, but mm. basically the same photo. If... If I was doing film photography, I'd be broke because I'd, I'd have so many <laughs> rolls of film of the same shot. And I think that's what digital does to you. Yeah, it makes you, I feel like it makes us lazy photographers. We don't, we don't try to get composition and light correct in, you know, in camera when we're taking that photo. We don't take the time to do that because we're like, oh, well, we can take 20 shots and we'll pick the best one, (laughs) you know? And it makes us lazy because then we're not thinking about those key photography elements anymore. It's just a photo. It's just just a scene. Like, let me get a couple of snaps. And, yeah, so I I feel like it does. It makes us lazy. And I worry, you know, I I don't know. (laughs) Not going to go down that rabbit hole. But, yes, I do. I do think that it's, you know... You would definitely be broke right now if you were shooting film, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) I mean, I do the same thing, but I'm I'm a little bit different than you in that I I immediately cull through them and get rid of them. Like, okay, this is the best shot. The rest of them are gone. Like, I don't I don't need those. So, yeah. So yeah. So who do you have on your YouTube list? Oh my goodness. So I don't know. I find that YouTube. I do use YouTube for inspiration for photography, um, you know, technology and that kind of stuff. I follow Peter Lindgren lately and I really enjoy, um, his, 
movies that he makes. He makes these videos and they're very cinematic and they're really nice. And I love his story and how he got started and how he worked his way up. And I really am, I'm enjoying that. I like that he does these great behind the scenes for all his little videos and stuff and, um, helps you see what it takes to shoot that B roll or whatever. I'm liking that, but I'm finding that I'm using YouTube more for like guilty pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching quite honestly, like, I don't know. I, you know, I watch a lot of travel vlogs, Mm -hmm. um, especially now that I can't travel, you know, I watch a lot of travel vlogs and, um, I don't know. I found recently, and I don't even remember a vlogger mentioned it and I was like, Oh, okay. And I clicked over like Kevin James has Mm -hmm. a YouTube. He's been for during, like during like quarantine or whatever. He hasn't posted in like a month or something, but he has these really cool, videos that he's doing and then he's doing this like little series called sound guy it is hilarious like so hilarious i made brandon watch a few and he he of course liked the star wars sound guy if you haven't checked it out it was it was hilarious okay it was funny but i personally thought that the (laughs) i am legend that was hilarious. I'm sorry, but that was the best one, I think. But it is hilarious, and it'll give you a couple hours of good laughs, and, you know, I feel like that's what we all need yeah. right now. <laughs> so that's basically what I'm on YouTube searching for right now, is something that's just entertaining, and I yeah. can just, like, forget about what's going on in the world outside, and I can just, like, laugh or, you know, whatever, or cry, because, you know, that's what I do. But, you know, it's just become my guilty pleasure network. Yeah. That's what I do. So for me, guilty pleasure. Uh, I like to watch a lot of cooking and a lot of food mm-hmm. channels. So one of the guys I've been following is Sam the Cooking Guy. He's Canadian. I think he's from the BC area, but he's been sort of transplanted into San Diego. Um, and he makes some outstanding dishes uh, most of the time in his outside kitchen Mm -hmm. Um, he's got his own little set of uh, clothing and um, or sorry line of clothing and merchandise and and knives now he's got a restaurant called not not tacos in san diego which we were supposed to go to back in july but that didn't happen thank you covid and there's another one i Another place that he just opened. A new opened. one that he just, right before COVID, so yeah. I don't even know if that's still happening I'm not, not sure, but, uh, you know, hopefully when all this uh, sort of boils over and, and stops, uh, we can make our way out to San Diego and we can go yes. out there and try that place out because some of his recipes, I, I feel, have been, like, fantastic. I think you tried making, um, what was it? Um, bulgogi beef. Bulgogi beef, maybe? That yeah. he did. Um I I think, <laughs> how do I say this? I think his stuff is interesting. <laughs> he makes a lot of over-the-top stuff that I probably wouldn't eat. A lot of, yeah. I mean, we try to eat healthier, so it's a lot of... A lot of meat. Oh, a lot of meat that we don't, we, we really yeah. don't eat red meat very often ever anymore. Yeah. We don't purchase it for our home. Every once in a while, we'll go somewhere and get a burger maybe, but we don't eat a lot of red meat and he does a lot of red meat, but it's a lot of greasy, cheesy, meaty. Awesome <laughs> um, goodness. Oh, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So if you're into that, for sure, check out Sam the Cooking Guy, yeah. but um <laughs> 
Yeah, he is a lot of interesting stuff. Like, but he goes overboard. He'll take a recipe from like a restaurant, like a Big Mac. I think he did yeah, a Big Mac. He's, he's done Big Mac. Yeah. He's done, um, I think White Castle burgers. Yes, he he's does. done In and Out burgers. Oh, oh, we I want it. Oh, okay, okay. We, that we is some beef that I will eat. Let me tell you right there. <laughs> that just don't even take that to a bad place. That's just <laughs> terrible. But no. <laughs> If I can, I really, oh my gosh, In-N-Out Burger, yes, please. Yes. Seriously. Very, very good I don't burger. know why they Super all have to fast. be on the West Coast and not here, but yeah. I mean, even if they were over here, they wouldn't be in Canada because we don't get any of the good Come stuff. Come to Canada. But, you know, whatever. <sighs> Sorry. But yeah, he does. He has some pretty good stuff and a lot of his stuff looks really good, but because um, Brandon will, like, has gotten me into like sitting down and watching it while he's watching it kind of thing, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But speaking of recipes, because Sam the cooking guy has a lot of really good ones. And during quarantine, at the beginning of quarantine, Brennan and I kind of like did like I think everybody else. We were just kind of like like in a shock, I think. And we ate a lot. We snacked a lot. Like yeah. we snacked a lot. So um I think we didn't necessarily put on the quarantine 15 like everybody else did, but we figured out after a couple of months that we don't need to be eating this way. This is like a lot of stress eating. We bought a lot of freezer items because we were afraid the shelves were going to run bare at the grocery stores. And mm-hmm. we didn't honestly want to go to the grocery store more often than we had to. So we got a lot of stuff that didn't, wasn't fresh. Yeah. And a lot of instant, oh, a lot oh, of it was pre-made. Bad. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really, really, really bad. And right now we're having to finish up all of that extra stuff and it's bad. But anyway, um <laughs> so we started being more conscious about how we were eating. We were doing that before anyway, but we mm-hmm. kinda got off track at the first yes. of the you know, pandemic. And um We've started looking at new recipes and, and learning a lot of different recipes and just enjoying cooking at home together. We really love to cook together and Brandon works like crazy hours and it doesn't always happen. But um, yeah, we've come across a lot of really yummy, good recipes. Mm-hmm. And my favorite right now, uh, next week that'll be different because I'll try a new one, but is this recipe I found and it's um, Parmesan, mushroom, and spinach orzo. Oh my God. You probably could just hear that because it's so loud here. I apologize if you just heard that loudness. But anyway, um, it is so super yummy. And it's just a really good like vegetarian meal. And oh, I could probably eat too much of it. Yeah. It was so yummy. I think Brandon liked it as much as I did, but he's like acting like he didn't. I'm like, whatever. No, it was good. <laughs> it was good. So during our, our time in, in the quarantine, we also experimented with a lot of other interesting mm-hmm. foods one of the ones that i think i truly liked making was the korean egg bread uh, right now it's mm-hmm. uh in south korea it's uh street food yeah and uh we've seen a lot of videos on that on youtube yes, and yes, yes. so we looked it up and tried to learn how to make it and we, i think we've done it once no no, no we've twice made we've it, done it twice we've least. made it three times really Yes, okay. we've made it three times, and we even bought a special pan to make it, oh, and right. we've made it for family now because it is that it good. It was very good. It is seriously, it's one of my favorite things, but listen, I count calories now, <laughs> <laughs> and we can't eat that very often. No. 
but it's it been a while since we've made so, it. So, so yummy. late summer since we've made it. I yeah, think. I think we made it at the cottage when we yeah. went up to the cottage. We made it for for your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good, it was but very seriously, good. so many calories, but so worth it <laughs> for real. Uh, one of the other things I've made um, was called a Japanese souffle pancake made with one egg. And it's, it's, it's about the diameter of a, maybe a, a small, small pancake, maybe a dollar cake, um, dollar maybe about potato four or five pancake. inches diameter. Yeah. And they were really tricky to make because it's souffle. a souffle, <laughs> right? Yeah. And we thought we, at least I thought I kind of had it. And part of the rest, part of the uh, recipe requires you to put a lid on the whole thing and make sure it, it rises carefully. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I took the lid off, it sort of deflated. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that was a total flop. I mean, it still tasted good. We still ate it. We still ate it. And it was so good. It tasted like French toast. It tasted like French toast. <gasps> so much so that so I think the following weekend, we, we made, we French, made French, toast. French toast. Because we were like, <laughs> oh, French toast. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I really want to perfect that, though, because yeah. I want to make at least one time the perfect Japanese souffle pancake. Yeah. One day. I don't know. One day we'll get it right. One day. I think we just have to have the right pan and, and the a right... bit of patience. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of running low on that. I'll have to admit, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one was really good. Mm-hmm. I, but I feel like, you know, right now my favorite is the Orzo, but yeah, yeah. the, those little experiments all day long, always turn out, I would eat the egg bread all day long yeah. if I could. The experiments so we do, they're, they're always fun to make. Uh, you know, we you try different little recipes and we found, we try to make them as simple as possible. We don't yeah. try to go for the complicated stuff. We're it's not just chefs. too much of a, I it's mean, just too much of, a, of an ordeal to make all that stuff. Food is food. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have the time or the energy to like spend three hours in the kitchen. No, thank you. Or yeah. no. Yeah. And I applaud those who can and do and love it. Great, fantastic, come cook for me. That's all I got to say about it. <laughs> I, I have, I feel like I've been cooking since I was like old enough to stand at the stove and cook. Yeah. And I'm done. I'm like tired, mm-hmm. right? I, I feel like I need a break. Brandon cooks when he can, but he's not always home on the weekdays yep. to do I that. I made dinner tonight. He made dinner tonight. Best night of my life. I mean... Yeah, Joe Biden had a little bit to do with that too, yeah. but still, I didn't have to cook. Fantastic, loved it. Yeah, and I did the dishes. And he did the dishes, which is really, really sweet of him because we typically have this rule here—not a rule, it's just a courtesy. If you, if you cook, cook dinner, you don't wash the dishes. The other person yeah. wash, and that's kind of our thing. Mm-hmm. But I did offer to wash the dishes and he was like no 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 so yay i didn't have to cook or wash dishes so i'm a happy camper (laughs) tisha is gonna sleep well tonight (laughs) i wish (laughs) but that's a whole other topic that we'll have to talk about some other night as it is i think we're gonna wrap it up for tonight yeah and you know leave you guys with some warm fuzzy feelings from today and you know, all the good vibes from this wonderful election result today. Yeah. <laughs> I so, don't know. you know, go out, celebrate. Celebrate. In isolation. 
Yeah. <laughs> not Don't not, go too far. Yeah. Don't go within <laughs> six feet of anybody else yeah. or <laughs> in more than groups of 10. I don't know. Are we still doing that? And I, I don't know if we're still doing that in Ontario. You know what? Just stick just, to your family. Just stay at home. Stay at you home. Know. I mean, it's fun. It's like more fun to celebrate in your PJs. Yeah. It's comfortable and it, you don't have to stumble out of a bar at like two o'clock in the morning or whatever. Yep. You can just stumble into bed. Just go to bed. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Okay, Speaking everybody. of, <laughs> <laughs> have a great night, everybody. And we will talk, talk to, you to you next, next week. week. Yeah. <laughs>